and welcome back to another episode of Farewell Evangelion. My name is Keith Ramsey, and I am joined by Peter Akerley. Hello! I am watching the series for my last time, and he's going through for his first as we go through each Evangelion episode and movie bit by bit. Today's episode was episode 19, A Man's Battle. First released February 7th of 1996. After the battle, Shinji vows to never pilot an Ava again, and quits Nerve once more. Nerve is under attack from yet another angel. Yep. Uh, so, prediction was kind of wrong. Uh, at no point does Kaji teach either Shinji or uh, Suzuhara how to pick up women, and they don't have a battle to see who's the better player by seeing who can pick up the most women. So, uh, Well, if you want to count Shinji as the chick in this metaphor, he did teach Shinji how to pick himself up, though more on an emotional level and not a physical level. I'll put it this way, Shinji's definitely sleeping with Shinji tonight, so maybe <laughs> it works. Uh... So yeah, not the best prediction I've ever had, but also, I'm calling it now, not the worst prediction I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, because we do get probably the most, like, re not reserved, but, like, m motivated Shinji. He's yes. very, like, he knows what he wants in a degree. It ultimately comes down to, we get a lot of flashbacks to the first episode, in a sense, through visual representation. Yeah. Uh, especially after he quits and he leaves and he comes back. We get the same him and Gendo stare down from the first episode. Yeah. But this time, Shinji's like, I'm getting in that, uh, uh the robot. <laughs> that well, I'd say it's not just, uh, flashbacks or visual representations. Callbacks is another way of putting it to the first episode. But kind of the first three, because also him running away, waiting at the train station, his last conversation with, uh... Misato? Uh, Misato, thank you. All of those are kind of callbacks to that first three episodes where he fights, decides he doesn't want to fight anymore, and leaves. Like, yeah. And luckily, we don't get a lot of time spent on Shinji leaving like previous episodes. Thank God. Because uh, early on in the episode, when it seemed to be largely about Shinji leaving fucking Nerve again, I was getting fed up. I was just <laughs> like, this... I'm sorry, I understand the motivation of the character in the story... I don't want to watch more stories of Shinji fighting an angel and saying it's the last time he's fighting an angel, so he's running away again. Though I would say this one's probably the best motivation he's had for it so far. Yeah, so far it's been motivation like, he doesn't really want to do it, but he's doing it because it's his duty and that's not good enough, so now he's running away. That motivation wasn't poor, or wasn't the best. This time he has the best reasoning for why he's running away, but it's still, it's just... There's only so many times you can tell the story of Shinji leaves town on a train because he's fed up of piloting an Ava. And have it still be an interesting story to tell. Yeah, and we get a bit of payoff to quite a few things in this one. Uh, I think the biggest one is Shinji himself, where, uh, as Toji said in the previous episode, or the episode before, that he realized that Shinji's, like, actually grown into himself, he's more confident, and he cares about people. And we can see, like, the juxtaposition of that, where early, Shinji was kind of, like, very, like, eh, whatever, and stuff like that. Like, he was disconnected. Yeah. But it's, you know, the potential of Asuka being in danger and everyone else dying that he... Like, we see that Shinji really cares. Like, this is the first time I think we've seen him actually pilot the Eva, and he's been, like, full into the fight. Like, not like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, aside from, like, you know, Chad Shinji earlier when he's, like, yeah. full of himself. This Shinji was actually, like, my job is to kill this angel or people die. I would even argue Chad Shinji wasn't super into the fight. He was into the nature of this is the first time he's ever been good at anything in his life. <laughs> yep. I just wanted to ride that wave. This is the first time where the only thing on his mind is winning the Eva fight and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, which pays off really well. I would say that's not the best bit of payoff uh, to anything in previous episodes. I'd say the best bit of payoff is the conversation between the class rep and Suzuhara, where they realize he never had a chance to have her launches, and she 
still can't have that chance because the hospital refuses to let her bring in outside <laughs> food for him to eat, so... Still building up more towards that eventual Suzuhara eats lunch scene. That's going to be a real hippity hop scene when that happens. It's going to be the biggest payoff ever. Yeah. Uh, one thing uh, that you might have missed, too, and we see that Suzuhara is missing his leg. Oh, I did miss that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's kind of subtle because it's the blanket's over him, but you can see only one side has like the spot for the leg and the other part's come down. I missed that. Which makes it all the more heartbreaking that his one request to the classroom is to tell his sister that he wasn't hurt when he lost his fucking leg. So. Yep. Yep. Um, so that all happens. We get Zeriel. Is that the name of the angel? Yeah, Zeriel. So Zeriel. This, I believe, is actually probably my favorite angel fight in the whole series. Well, this is the angel fight um, that seems to represent... Uh, the greatest flaw I have when playing video games uh, on a team with other people, and it's that everyone runs in one at a time to fight the angel instead of working and coordinating as a team to fight together. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I don't think that was the people themselves doing it. I think it because we find out Oscar uh, is the only pilot who has a fully functioning Ava that will work. Yeah. They try to get Ray to use unit zero, uh, use unit one, but unit one rejects both Ray and the dummy plug, and Gen is like, "Oh, trying to spite me, are you?" Yeah. The Ava has very clearly 100% on Team Shinji and is not willing to support Gendo unless Shinji is the one doing the mechanism. Uh, uh, performing all the... Piloting. Piloting, thank you. Yeah. I don't know why the word pilot wasn't in my vocabulary <laughs> for a second there. And then for Unit Zero, Unit Zero still hasn't got its armor generated from that last fight with Berdiel. Yeah. So it, it's in a non-combat situation, but Ray's like, fuck it, I'll do it anyways, orders are orders. If I die, I can be replaced. Yeah, and... I should clarify what I'm saying, them running in one at a time. It's no failing of their own, it's just due to circumstances that's what the fight ends up being. It's not the three of them working together to take down the angel. It's fucking Asuka using guns to take down the angel and getting her arms and head torn off. Well, not hers, the Ava's head, I should specify. Yeah, she so they, made, they made a point of cutting all neural links before the head went off. Yeah. Uh, and then Ray goes in with one arm. And just, like, presses an N2 mine up against its face, but blows up in the process. And I think we see its head go flying as well, but I could be mistaken about that. Uh, and then finally, Shinji goes in uh, and gets his arm torn off. His Ava's arm torn off, not his own arm. <laughs> uh, as for the Unit Zero thing, we don't see its head, we see its body. Its body, right. My bad. Uh, and then, yeah. Because uh, she forces the mine through the ET field. But there's still an AT field between her and the mine going off, and the angel uh, covered its core just the last second, so the mine didn't damage it. Yeah. So she took a blast, but not the full blast. Because of the AT field, thankfully. And then, uh... So Shinji looks like he's going to win, but then his five minutes are up immediately, which is unfortunate. Uh, and we get what almost looks like it going berserk again after he very aggressively persuades it to keep fighting even though it doesn't have power. Uh, but as you pointed out, and it becomes clear as time goes on, it's not going berserk. The Ava has fully awakened, which I have some questions about, <laughs> but we'll get back there in a couple minutes. Yeah, so at this point, I will clarify, there's two designations for the Ava at this point. There's berserk and awakened. Yeah. Awaken seems like a lot more of a problem, if I'm being honest, even though when you hear those two terms, Berserk sounds like the problem. It does not seem like the problem after seeing what Awaken is. That's fair. <laughs> oh. uh, so going back a little bit, um, to Shinji running away. Well, not to Shinji running away, to uh, uh, Suzuhara in his hospital bed. Um, 
he sees Shinji next to him. Uh, a fun little payoff I found, uh, and I pointed this out to you when we were watching, is he looks up at the ceiling and immediately recognizes where he is, so he does not have the Shinji effect of having an unfamiliar ceiling the first time he wakes up <laughs> in the hospital. Also, he didn't seem like he hated that ceiling either. Nope. He seemed per- well, he seemed mostly just to acknowledge that's a ceiling, this is the <laughs> hospital where my sister is usually Definitely at. not protagonist material. Definitely not protagonist material. Uh, but then he has a bit of a weird dream sequence, I guess is what I'll call it. Where he dreams he's on a train next to uh, Rei and Shinji, and Rei is giving Shinji shit because Shinji's running away, but Shinji keeps trying to say, I'm trying to see it from my father's perspective, and I have, and I don't like him. And Rei's just like, nah, fuck you, you're a little bitch, and you're running away again, aren't you, you little bitch? <laughs> uh, so that was a whole dream sequence we got to have. Yeah, with information that Toji wouldn't have known. I have to assume that he was unconscious. And that conversation actually happened in person with Ray berating Shinji, and that's how he had that dream. That's fair. I fully believe Ray would berate Shinji <laughs> if she heard Shinji was running away. It was probably something like Shinji formally says he's planning on leaving, and Gendo puts out a memo of no one's to treat Shinji nicely, so Ray immediately goes and finds Shinji and berates him for leaving. <laughs> so, uh, I will say, uh, you have to feel like Gendo has a little bit of respect for Shinji at the end of this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, he absolutely doesn't at the beginning. Uh, well, he even says, like, uh, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah, you're throwing a childish tantrum and all that shit. Uh, so he absolutely doesn't, but I feel like once he lets... Well, once Shinji shows up and demands to be let into the... Uh, Ava 1, because he's Unit 1's pilot, um, you kind of feel that Gendo has a bit of uh, respect for him. To the point where Gendo watches Shinji's arm get torn off and gets his body soaked in blood and still just stands there, arms clasped, like, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> no, he's got his hands on the bars. Oh, right, he has his hands on the bars. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, yes, this is good. This is what I wanted to see. Uh, oh, well, it's just the Gendo Akari method. Of course. If a pilot's going to be that close to the fight, he sure as hell is going to be. Yeah. If he's going to want to expect his pilots to be that close to a fight, he has to stay that close to a fight. Also, he has non-pilot people still in the, like, control room that haven't left yet, and he wants them to stay and continue monitoring things from the control room. He has to stay that close, because he wouldn't expect them to leave. Also, I will say, I think that scene itself of, uh, Zerial getting right up to the command center and about to blow up, and then Unit 1 coming through the wall and, and punching just, it out yeah. is probably one of my favorite scenes. Like, just, like, that still shot of, like, it coming through and punching... Yeah. One of the, the best ones in the series. Especially because, like, it shows him looking right at the cockpit, and it shows him, like, charging up a beam attack where it's just about to kill everyone in that fucking control room. And then just out of nowhere, you see the wall break down, and just Unit 1 come leaping through Superman, punching the fucking Ava, or Angel in the face. Yeah. Uh, it also leads to another cool moment, which is Shinji, like, throwing it up against one of the tracks and immediately turning to Mizuhara and she understanding... Misato? Misato, why did I say Mizuhara? <laughs> Oh, fuck, Misato. Yeah, he turns to Misato, and she immediately understands, and launches the rail to get it back out of the fucking control room where they can fight it safely. Yeah. Uh, it, then, it's definitely probably the most intense fight we've seen. Yeah. It definitely seems like the one where this is the closest an angel has. Even though we've had the, like, uh, nanomachine angel that almost hacked the magi and caused the building self-destruct, and they were one second away from self-destructing, this still feels like the one where this is the angel that came the closest to actually completing its objectives. Yeah, depending on how you want to classify which angels did or did not get in, for example, uh, Ramiel, if you want to count that as the drill getting through is breaching the geofront, or being in the geofront, this is the second or third angel to get that close. Yeah. Um, and it was 
was going to be a It problem. was a second away. Well, I guess that's two angels that were a second away from destroying Nerve HQ. Yeah. And this one, even though they stopped it a second, uh, when it was a second away, that wasn't the end of the fight, and it looked like it was still going to fucking win after they stopped it when it was a second away from uh, destroying HQ. Uh, because, you know, Shinji ran out of power. And then it was just about to straight up murder Shinji yep. and not the Ava by just destroying his entry plug with him inside it. Yeah. Um, and then the Awakening happens. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. You don't have to answer questions yet, but let's just right. talk about the scene. Yeah, so uh, we see uh, an old ability come back where it takes the remains of uh, Zuriel and reforms its arm. Yep. And it's, like, human flesh, pretty much. Yeah, it just looks like a fucking human arm. That's yep. what we get. And it's not well, we, like... we, we kind of saw this earlier with the uh, fourth angel fight where it grabs the laser wire thing and we can see, like, the fleshy bits underneath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not only that it uh, incorporates that part. What it takes is, like, the weird, like, ribbon streamy thing that fucking Zuriel was using to chop off everyone else's limbs and just completely reforms that into what looks like human flesh on a much larger scale. So yeah. Clearly some pretty impressive skills going on here. Uh, but that's not the only form of incorporating Zerial it does, because then it just straight up starts crawling around on all fours and eats Zerial after it kills it. And uh, through this process gains access to an uh, S2 engine. Yep. And uh, breaks off all its uh, restraints and is now... <laughs> we found out that the armor is not just armor, it's restraining the actual power of the Ava. Yep. And now it has, uh, the humans have no control over the Ava anymore. The Ava does what it pleases. It goes where it pleases. In a sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that is resolved in the next episode. <laughs> Hopefully it isn't, and they just cut to, it's not a problem anymore, no addressing <laughs> what happened. That's pretty Nothing much happened! They, that's pretty much what they did with the Berserk one, so hopefully that's what they do again. Well, but Berserk, is the best way to put it, is it's kind of like momentary... If the right circumstances are there, it gets really aggressive and kills whatever's threatening it. Yeah, it's, uh, the way I interpret it is, Berserk, it's not really that the Ava's in control, it's that nothing's in control, and it's just kind of attacking and killing. Whereas, the Awakening, the Ava is in full control, and there's no more human component controller. I guess the best way to put it is, where. Yeah. It has some understanding of what its situation is. Yeah. And humanity is fucked. Except for Gendo. Gendo seems completely fine with this Well, we also find out at the end that Fuyutsuki's like, uh, oh, it, this was this part of your plan. And then Gendo's like, yes, it's starting now. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so Kaji mentions that Sile is going to be very unhappy about this. Which also seems perfectly on board with Gendo's plan. He's had a tenuous relationship with Sile at best. Yeah, and that's the thing. We keep reiterating, but Sile and Gendo have similar goals... But clearly there's some division in what their outcome is of some sort. So Gendo's goals require this awakening of an Ava where Sile didn't necessarily require it. Yeah, or Sile was it, probably counting more on the human instrumentality project, whatever that is, and really probably didn't want an Ava to awaken itself. Yep. Yeah, and we do get a lot of interesting facts about Avas uh, in this episode as well, uh, from comments and visual things. Uh, how did you feel about Kaji during the battle, just watering his melons? I was actually quite a big fan of that. I've got of it being revealed that uh, Kaji got fired because he's a triple agent and has been spying on everyone. And he was just like, "Yeah, I don't have anywhere else to go. And this is as good a place to die as any." So I don't know. I just felt like watering my melons. I care about my melons, man. Yeah. Uh, fully in character for Kaji to act that way. 
and even though Kaji does have his own, like, you know, pro- like, everyone in the character has, everyone in the show has problems uh, as characters, Kaji, I feel, is the only one who actively is, like, bettering Shinji. Yeah. Everyone else seems to be using Shinji to their own ends. Kaji's just like, I don't know, man, here's a bit of advice to make you a better person. There you go. You're yeah, he's a better like, person now. I can't do anything, so I'm doing what I want to do. And you have to ask yourself, what can you do, and what do you want to do? And you have to make your own choice. Yeah. Like, I think Kaji, if Shinji was like, yeah, I'm not piloting, I'm just going to chill here with your water monster, Kaji would be like, yeah, sure, why not? This one's ripe enough, let's crack it open and eat some delicious watermelon <laughs> as the world ends. Yeah. That does seem like how Kaji would play that. Yeah. Where, uh, uh, Shin, like, Kaji's trying to help Shinji figure out what he wants, but not in a do-something-for-my-benefit way, which a lot of other characters, with not saying it's bad or good that what they're doing, but it's definitely Shinji is somewhat aware that everyone is using him to in some capacity. Yeah, like, Misato is probably the next best one in that she does sometimes have Shinji's best interests at heart, but very clearly her top priority is dealing with the angels and trying to make Shinji as healthy as possible while assuring that goal is accomplished. Yeah. Whereas Kaji, during this conversation, seems to give two shits about what happens with the angels, and it's just like, you gotta do what's best for you, Shinji. Yeah. So, questions? Yep, go ahead. Alright. Uh, less of a question, more of continuing my theories. Um, they referred to the angel as a she, not the angel, the Ava as a she oh, when yeah. it awakened. Yep. Um, she's awakened, she's rejecting us. Yep. Uh, so, I've had two theories in the past about what an Ava is. Uh, the more common and largely, largely shared one is my theory that it's made up of dead angel. Uh, but now that I think about the timing and when Unit 1 was made, uh, there's only one dead female angel that came before the third angel, <laughs> and that's the angel that I believe is below Nair that is the reason all the angels are attacking. Uh, so I think it's in part made up of uh, what I have dubbed Lilith, the okay. angel belief. Uh, and the other she that I have theorized that it could potentially be is in some way fucking Shinji's mom. Yui. Yuri, Yuri that's her Yui. Name. Yui. Yep. So, um, it's those things, right? You'll find out. Of course I will. Like, so, uh, in a way, answering your question to a degree, it was confirmed that these Avas are made as byproducts from Adam. Yeah. So it's harnessing Adam's power to fight angels. And, kind of going on to that as well, we also found out what the angels' goals are, and it's making contact with Adam, which people believe will trigger the third impact. Yeah. Uh, so it we, kind of confirms that the angels have been looking for Adam, which is why they attacked the boat with Asuka. Not because of the Ava, because Adam was there. Yeah. Um, we also know that the LCL is probably just like Adam blood or something like that. Because the whole LCL manufacturing product was just Adam with the Spear of Longinus inside of him. So. Good times around. <laughs> Had by all. Um, what's going on with Gendo, man? What's his plan in all this? Why does he want an Ava that has no human control over it whatsoever? Why is that good for him? I cannot answer that. Uh, I I guess the best way to say it is... It's not that he specifically wants an angel... Or an an angel... uh, An Ava that cannot be controlled. It's more of... It's something that works towards his goals. Of course. It's not... That was his goal. It's he needs that for his goal. That makes progress towards his goal. So does this have anything to do with the Human Instrumentality Project, or is uh, this completely unrelated? Well, uh, we do know that both Gendo and Sile are working towards Human Instrumentality. 
So the fact that CLA is probably opposed to this idea means it probably isn't actually making progress towards the human instrumentality, and it's just making progress towards the other side of the planet. Or maybe they both have different ideas on what human instrumentality should be used for. Fair enough. Alright, that's it for my questions. Okay, uh, so there are a few things I just want to point out uh, that are not like not really fun facts, but just like things to take of note in the uh, episode. Sure. Uh, Shinji reaches a 400% synchronization rate with Unit 1. Yeah, I noticed that. I don't understand how it's possible to be more than 100% synchronized, but I'll just trust that Well, I'll let you know sense. this. You're going to find out next episode what that means. Okay. <laughs> but it was the precursor to the awakening of the Ava. Fair. It needed to be a certain amount of synchronized, I guess. Uh, another thing that's pretty uh, interesting to note is that the spot that the entry plug goes into looks very much like an angel core. Yes, I did notice that while we were watching that it straight up looked like it was trying to destroy an angel core. Yeah, e even Misato acknowledges that, so implying that she had no idea. Which, when it comes down to it, if you want to assume anyone in the show knows kind of what everything that's going on, it's Fuyutsuki, Gendo, and Ritsuko. Yeah. Misato is not in on any of this BS. Yeah, she's just there to lead the combat. Uh, we already mentioned that uh, Toji has lost his left leg. Uh, and that Shinji is a lot more uh, aggressive and uh, assertive in his beliefs, especially after that little talk with Kaji, and, and that he's kind of grown more to himself, kind of reflecting Toji's comments from uh, episode 17. Yep. Which seems to imply that the thing that was holding Shinji back from a 400% sync rate was that the angel was more assertive, and he, or not the angel, the evil was more assertive, so he couldn't fully sync up without being assertive. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting one. It's something that you might not think of right at first, but both Gendo and Ritsuko were surprised by the suicide-esque attack made by Rei. That's true. It kind of seemed like this was a plan she came up with entirely on her own when she was told, defeat the angel using a broken Ava, and she was like, alright, I'm gonna grab an N2 mine and see what happens. Yeah, she, like, that that is a almost guaranteed suicide attack to take with that angel. Yeah. And, like, Gendo wanted Unit Zero mobilized for combat, but not, like, go blow yourself up with the angel, right? Because uh, if the angel died, that AT field would have been gone with it, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and even Ritsuko was surprised by it. But Ray is kind of, like, I know characters early on said, like, Ray doesn't seem like she's, like, you know, uh, I'm want-to-die character. She just seems indifferent to it. This one seemed very much like, she's like, I don't, I, like, yeah, fuck it, I'll die, whatever. Because she was like, oh, I can be replaced. Yeah. It's not worth living in a world where Shinji's not also piloting Ava's. I understand now. Uh, and this is just kind of like a little uh, goof in it that a lot of people miss. But when Shinji's on the train, uh, the electric board above him uh, says it's train information. And then once the siren starts, it switches to uh, emergency uh, shelter. But uh, it's not spelled emergency. It's spelled emergency. I missed that. I did see it switching to emergency. I did not see it switching to emergency. Yeah. <laughs> E-M-A-R. Yeah, uh, that's kind of like all like the little fun fact bits going forward. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that kind of got set up that we will be getting some answers for in the next episode definitively. Oh, thank fucking Christ! Like your question about, well, what do we do with Unit 1 now? That gets resolved. We're going to immediately find out what a 400% sync rate means. Nice. Uh, Nerve is obviously very in shit if another angel attacks. Yep. And we're going to find out what's going on with the other characters after where everyone's kind of listed here. Uh... I guess, yeah, the other fun fact thing to mention that I didn't, uh, which we kind of touched on, is uh, Kaji has been denied access to Nerve. <laughs> That's true. He's, yeah. he's allowed to be in the Geofront, 
but he has fully been like we don't know the context or why we just know he is no longer uh working in nerve yeah so i guess he's been he's no longer a nerve agent but he is uh, a un agent because he was a special investigator for the un that when we first met him so yeah. we he was working for nerve as well as a special inspector and th uh, this is actually kind of an uh, interesting implication that we get which whether he's working for them with them or something else he's aware of what Sile's doing that's true most other people are not aware of Sile. He has some awareness of Sile and their desires. Yeah, whether that be he was working for Sile, he found out about Sile or something that led to him being fired from Nerve, essentially. But, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> been locked out. Which is interesting, because most people knew that he was a spy. At least, well, most people. Ritsuko and Gendo were both clearly fully And Fiyutsuki. Fiyutsuki also knew. And Fiyutsuki, yeah. We're all three clearly aware that he was a spy, and we're doing nothing about it, and they seem like the ones who would be locking him out. So it seems like him revealing himself to Misato and her finding out that he's a spy somehow led to him getting locked out. So I feel like this is purely Misato doing it out of spite. <laughs> well, the, the, the last time we saw Kaji, before this moment, was also with the watermelons, when he met Shinji at the uh, uh, vending machine. he locked out for a while and just didn't want to admit it. <laughs> and he was hitting on Maya. And then Ritsuko's like, hey, you guys better be talking about work over there. And then he takes Shinji for tea. That's absolutely what it is. <laughs> so, uh, I think Misato wouldn't stoop to the level of locking him out of nerve. Yeah. She saw him flirting with Maya, or heard about it through Ritsuko, and locked him out. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> you're a spy and you're flirting with other women? No, you're done. Get out. <laughs> but that's like the spy things. <laughs> Too bad. Not in Misato's home. <laughs> or HQ workplace. But yeah, uh, um, that's pretty much everything for this episode. What did you think about this episode? So as I said early on, I wasn't super psyched about the episode because there's only so many times you can do the plotline of Shinji running away and still have it be a compelling story for me to read or watch. Uh, but by the end, I got into it because we had new developments that wasn't just Shinji as a coward still. Uh, so yeah, I'd say probably not top ranking, but I did enjoy the episode. Yeah, for of the uh, 26 episode run of Neon Genesis and the two movies that follow, so Death and Rebirth and End of Evangelion, this fight is probably my second favorite, with the Ramiel fight being right under it. And this episode is definitely a top five episode. Like, there's so much that's done in this that's delivered in such a good way, where it's kind of like uh, when uh, Nerv was in, like the infection angel that took over uh, Nerv, where they didn't really waste things. It was like, oh, uh, you know power's down we can't do anything it wasn't spent time like trying to get the information everyone found it at the same time nothing was wasted this yeah. episode was very much that like it felt like nothing was wasted everything connected and it just came off beautifully that's fair i would say the beginning dragged a little bit for me but other than that i'd say it was a very solid episode. that's fair well with that time to call this uh, end of this episode here so if you'd like to follow along and uh, re-listen to these podcast episodes as they come out we're on all podcasting platforms as well as youtube can view the full episodes there we also have an instagram page where you can follow along and get a bunch of information as we go along through the series we're gonna have weekend polls uh moving forward as well now and you can just get a bunch of details that make sense for where you're at in the series so nothing you have to worry about spoiling if you are going through the first time as well also leave a review share it with some friends word of mouth is definitely the best way to do it and getting some ratings on there definitely helps out and if you'd like to message us with any questions you'd like us to read out on the episodes or any comments, anything along those lines, you can send us a message at whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com. So, as always, what can we expect next time on Neon Genesis Evangelion? 
Uh, Alright, so Shinji is now stuck inside of an awoken Ava. Uh, they realize that the only way to actually get the Ava to go back to sleep is to straight up murder Shinji. Gendo is fully on board with this plan and actually pulls the trigger himself. <laughs> well, that sounds like something Gendo would do, so tune in next time where there might be plenty of fan service.